Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Hammer and Nigel. Do you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock my name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there. We have the latest on all the drama happening inside the Governor DeSantis campaign. We have the latest on Bronny James. That was scary. That's LeBron's son who had a cardiac incident, some sort of cardiac arrest. Uh, he's okay. We'll keep you updated on that. But this is all coming up. Let's start with some things in our own backyard, Hammer. Let's do some Indiana stuff. All right. Tenderloins, euchre, basketball, Indiana stuff. From the people who bring you legal stuff, <laughs> vaccine stuff, now comes Indiana stuff. And a story we talked about a few weeks ago, Nige, might have even been about a month ago now, this self-imposed curfew of the bars in Broad Ripple. Now, right. if you remember, there was a deadly shooting that took place in the wee hours of the morning during the weekend. And as a response, Joe Hogsett does this press conference, singles out a few different bars and bar owners without naming their names in Broad Ripple. We had some of the owners on our program. And they were the ones that decided we're going to voluntarily close down early right now. Because basically, they didn't want to get blamed for all of the nonsense right. that was taking place. Well, that lasted, what, three weeks? Because as of right now, business is back as normal in Broad Ripple. Yeah, I I saw this on RTV uh, channel. This is that the ABC affiliate, RTV? Yes. Um, and they really, this story kind of focused on this pizza joint in Broad Ripple and how closing early really affected their business and, and how they're back to normal hours, closing at 3 a.m. instead of 1 a.m. Uh, this article goes on to mention several establishments throughout Broad Ripple tell RTV they're going back to closing at normal business hours. Uh, Broad Ripple Village Association says bars are working to put public safety first and balancing it balance running their businesses, but no public comment will be made. I had a a buddy of mine texted me and they said he called Brothers Bar and asked. And he said they lifted that 1 a.m. curfew on Friday. Everybody was wide open until 3 a.m. on Broad Ripple Avenue. So, I don't know. Apparently, problem solved. <laughs> now, wait a minute. I remember distinctively Joe Hogsett having this press, co press conference, yeah. wanting to make Broad Ripple a gun-free zone, wanting to make Broad Ripple this and that. And as a result, the owners of the bar said, you know what? We're not going to be used as political props here. Yes. We're just going to close down early. That was their decision. It was a unanimous decision. And they told the Broad Ripple Village Association as such. And a couple weeks have gone by, and there are some business owners who make a lot of money in that the, time those, frame. Yeah, the, those those two hours from one to three a.m. is big money maker. Even for the restaurants, they mentioned this. This article mentions Goodfellas Pizza. Um, it was taking out quote. It was taking hours away from our late night crew, which was really unfortunate and sad for them because that's cutting off their paycheck, and it's also kind of out of our business pay as well. 
definitely took a big hit for a while. So did that press conference from Joe Hogsett, old Diamond Joe, old Boss Hogsett, did anything he want come out of that press conference? Zero. Zero. And you wonder why (laughs) the city is in the shape that it is with the homicide numbers. You look at the most violent years of homicides in the long-storied history of the city of Indianapolis, guess who the mayor was during that time? Joe Hogsett. At times, the homicide rate in Indy higher than the homicide rate in Chicago once you factor in the population difference. So is this what this guy does on the east side? Is this what he does in other parts of Indy? Gets out there, waits for a camera crew to show up, talks a lot, but says nothing. Yeah, and at the end of the day, nothing happens. And meanwhile, everybody's going back to normal business hours in Broad Ripple. It's that meme of Homer Simpson slowly backing and disappearing into the ivy. Like <laughs> right. Hogset, just, uh, okay, nothing to see here. Uh, everything back to normal, I guess. What just goes to show that he has no plan, yes. right? What he wanted to do in the first place was ridiculous. But what is the plan? And his plan is a bunch of stuff that's never going to become a law in the state of Indiana anyway. And again, not to beat a dead horse here, but somebody hand me a bat. This is why I'm upset with the Shreve <laughs> campaign, because you too, you were aware that Joe Hogsett's vision of Indianapolis would never become a law with the Indiana General Assembly being heavy Republicans. They're not going to pass gun control no. just for Marion County. But you morons looked at that plan and you looked at the moron on the other side and said, well, hot damn, let's try to do the same thing. So ridiculous. It just makes you wonder if they, this is, you're right. Is this how they manage things like on the east side or inner city violence, just feckless band-aids that will never work? Right. But if you say it to a TV camera, maybe someone stupid will vote for you. (laughs) And that's all that it comes down to. And the fact that the Shreve campaign bought that and said, hot damn, let's do the same thing. This city, man, you look at the two choices we have for the mayor seat. There's a great episode of South Park once where the election came down to a giant douche and a turd sandwich. (laughs) And this is what we're stuck with here in Marion County. On one side, a giant douche. On the other side, a turd sandwich. Uh, We're doing some Indiana stuff here, Nige. Couple fun things coming to Indy. Oh, yeah? Dave Chappelle bringing his comedy show to Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Oh, cool. September 13th. Now, this is a... All of a sudden, a controversial show because of some of the things he said about the trans community on his Netflix specials. But are people still talking about that? Are they still raw about that? Well, somebody ran up on stage about a year ago and tried to beat the hell out of him. So I think it's still a sore subject. I'm curious to see what kind of response or protests happen. I would love to go see Chappelle. He's hilarious. His stand-up shows are the best. Just... I mean, the stuff that he comes up with, those old Chappelle shows. Oh, please, on Comedy Central? Are you yeah. kidding me? You go back and watch some of those things today. They hold up. What's the best one? Is it? What, what do you think? Is it Clayton Bigsby, the black white supremacist? The black white supremacist. Ah, that's really good. Is it Rick James? Rick James is the most iconic. Is that you think that's his? Chappelle as Prince. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shoot it. Shoot the J. <laughs> so good. There's so many different characters there. When uh, is he coming? So- uh, September 13th. Right. Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Now, no cell phones, cameras, or recording devices 
allowed at the show. How are they going to manage that? So I guess they're going to be passing out some sort of like fanny pack-like device, this little sack-like device. You're supposed to put your phone in it because in today's cancel culture, a lot of these comedians don't want you to record something controversial, put it on social media, and they don't want to have to deal with it. And it sucks that this is where comedy's at right now. Like comedians who were really funny, Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock and folks like that, even Jeff Foxworthy, they don't want some dude recording something meant to be a joke, using it the wrong way on social media, and now they've got their address doxed, their kids' school doxed, because that's how ridiculous some of these people are. I mean, well, I, well, I hate doing this, but this is where comedy's at. Okay, so I don't understand. It's going to take him forever to get out of there. If, or, or do you keep the phone with you in this thing that they give you, and it's it, it locks itself? Like, I don't understand... So I'm reading the description here. Upon arrival, all phones and smartwatches will be secured in these pouches that will be unlocked at the end of the show. Guests maintain possession of their phones throughout the night. If needed, they may access their phones at a designated Uh, unlocking station. Okay. All because of cancel culture jerks. And it sucks that this is where we're at in terms of society. You can't even go up there... And do a comedy show, you know, just jokes without somebody trying to record and cancel and tr- you. And plus, you're going to a Dave Chappelle show. I think you should know by now what you're getting yourself into. Right. You know, you, I think you know what to, what can expect at a Dave Chappelle show. Also coming to Indianapolis, and I think I'm more excited about this than I am the Chappelle show, a Taco Bell cantina. Now, do you know what a Taco Bell cantina is? Uh... No, actually, I don't. I mean, it's just it's the fast food restaurant, right? So if you've been to Vegas, you've seen these. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They serve booze and stuff. They serve booze and stuff. <laughs> All the margaritas, okay. the flavors up there. So not only can you get your Taco Bell order, you can booze it up and hang out Shut like at a bar. Where is this at? This is going to be opening over there um, near West Washington Street, kind of where that uh, Sugarlands place was. Not Sugarlands, but the other on Maryland Street. No, Washington Street. Washington Street. Yes. Um, I'm not sure which, which one of that is. Kind of where the uh, distillery place used to okay. be. Okay. Anyway, that's yeah, where yeah. it's going to be, and this brings us to great moments in Taco Bell history. All right, when are you guys gonna move? <laughs> somebody cutting in front of somebody, taking advantage of the situation. No, I'm not. I'm calling the police because what you did is. Oh my God! It's Taco Bell. It's Taco Bell. Like everyone's gonna eat. Saying, but how she just gonna cut in front of somebody? It's not worth your energy. <laughs> Great moments in Taco Taco Bell Bell history. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Hammer and Nigel Show. Do you suppose we'll meet any wild animals? Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs and have some fun. 
the dingo ate your baby. And now, Hammer and Nigel proudly presents... Damn, nature, you're scary. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Well, looks like I'm never going to Yellowstone National Park. Oh, no. Really, really wanted to visit that place before I died, but somebody died at Yellowstone National Park because... Of a grizzly attack. Oh no, this is your worst fear. Being mauled by a giant man-eating flesh-ripping bear. Uh, Authorities in Montana believe a woman found dead over the weekend was attacked by a grizzly bear. Evidence of a, quote, bear encounter, including grizzly footprints, were found at the scene. I wonder what else they found at the scene that they're not mentioning. Like a bear encounter. What other evidence... Maybe human entrails. Some bones, perhaps. A severed leg. Oh, no. And again, I've often made fun of you because you said <laughs> that you are scared to death. Even walking around your own neighborhood that you're going to be mauled to death by an animal. <laughs> but then you hear stories like this, and there's a part of me that well, kind of understands where you're coming we, from. We had the story last week about the lion. I, I need an update. I need a, a, an update on that lion that was walking around Berlin chasing <laughs> wild boars. Which in itself is scary. <laughs> right. Wild boars can kill you, too. But they were telling residents in Berlin, which is, I believe, the capital of Germany, to stay inside. <laughs> Because there is a lioness on the prowl. Ugh. So, um, officials are warning people to carry bear spray and keep food properly stored while hiking and camping at Yellowstone. Damn, nature! You scary! Ugh. And by bear spray, they mean the biggest cannon, gun, yeah. flamethrower you can possibly put in your person when you're walking around the forest, because... I don't know if a little thing of bear spray is going to fight off the big, <laughs> nasty grizzly like in The Revenant that tore Leo yeah. apart. Oh, The Revenant. That's how I picture my demise. Getting mauled by a bear would go. Just if you go. had to choose, mauled by a bear or attacked by a shark. <sighs> Imagine so terrifying being drugged down to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean by a great wh- maybe a, maybe the, I guess the shark because I'd pr- probably drown pretty quickly eventually and put me out of my misery yeah depending on you how know, far the shark goes I under mean, the water you'll either get yeah. killed by the shark or drown. drown you've got multiple ways to die grizzly probably just you know I mean go watch the scene in the Revenant you could probably watch it on YouTube that's how it would go down if you were attacked by a grizzly bear. Just toying with you yeah. most of the time, knowing you're in pawing pain. Pawing at you. Just pawing at you, toying with you. Uh, Allison, we've already done some Indiana stuff. Let's do some legal stuff. Crime, punishment, judges, legal stuff. Dateline, Massachusetts. Massachusetts family called the police because they received a hurtful letter criticizing all of their LGBTQ, BLM, Bernie Sanders decorations that they've got all over their house. 
This is from WCVB in Massachusetts. This letter leaving David Thomas and his family on edge. Someone penning their displeasure with his Hanover home and the displays on it. They want us to take down the pride flags, says no one cares. Take down the Black Lives Matter sign. Black Lives Matter is a scam, they say. They want us to take our Bernie Sanders sticker off the mailbox. It's the law, they say. The letter, which was sent through the Postal Service without a return address, also urged the family to move to California or Oregon so they could, quote, enjoy living with the rest of the nuts. We have every right to put these (laughs) flags in front of our house and to express our opinions. Thomas reported the letter to Hanover police, who confirmed they're investigating, but say just like the flags, the letter is also protected by the First Amendment. It makes me uh, angry and upset. He's angry and upset, Nige. I hope this family can somehow recover and (laughs) get their lives back on track after this horrific incident of a hurtful letter being mailed to them because of their pride flags and their lawn. (sighs) They called the police. (laughs) First of all, let me just say, whoever wrote that letter anonymously and and mailed it to them, could be a hoax, by the way. We don't know. They could have sent it to themselves. But if you're, you're a jerk, you're kind of a jerk if you do that. Right. Should put your name on it. At least put your name on it and tell them who you are, coward. But, uh, I mean, to call the police. (laughs) What, I mean, do you call 911? 911, what's your emergency? I I just got this hurtful letter in the mail. Uh, Was they, did they threaten you? Did they, did they, you know, did they send you graphic pictures? What? No, it just had, had hurtful words in it. Was there any death threats in there, sir? No, they just wanted me to take down my Bernie Sanders sticker and (laughs) my BLM sign that we've got massively over the door. Like, the kind of person that goes over the top on this. Now, we're not talking about, like, a small garage, you know, sign or something. We're talking about big signage that this family had up. You know, by putting that out there... Somebody might have a problem with it. So you can't act surprised and shocked when somebody sends you a letter, a letter that was not threatening you, a letter, from what I understand, did not include any profanity. But still, you called the police on them? Okay. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. It's been one week since you looked at me. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Man, DeSantis. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis needs that GOP primary vote. He wants to be president of the United States, but at first he's got to get past the primary, man. And he just fired a third of his campaign staff amidst news that the donations have started to slow down just a tad. So we had the story yesterday that that new poll from South Carolina showed him falling back to third behind Trump and Nikki Haley in her home state of South Carolina. But Ron DeSantis being third in any poll would have been unheard of right before he launched his presidential campaign. But from the beginning, where he had that shaky rollout with Elon Musk on that Twitter spaces thing, to now, his message just hasn't really resonated with voters. Well, I'll tell you what he needs to do. He DeSantis does get a big crowd. When he has a rally, it's a giant crowd. But, but how do you get to know Ron DeSantis if you're at a giant rally? He needs to 
re, uh, I, I believe you need to bring it in a little bit more more media sh- smaller events because here in the early stages that's how voters get to know you personally personal contact with you i mean trump can do everybody knows who trump is right he, let him do all the the giant rallies but um and in terms of the donations slowing down I was reading this thing that it said 40% of the money that's been raised in the first six weeks of his campaign is already gone, and it's being spent on donor events and private uh, jets. That's not good. Trying to raise money. What it needs to be spent on is attack ads on Joe Biden. That's what he needs to do. I mean, the woke, we, we talked about it yesterday, too. Another aspect of that poll is that the woke stuff with DeSantis, it's all fine and good. The parents' rights bill, the Disney stuff, fine, but you need to explain how you compare and contrast with joe biden right i mean the woke stuff will hold out for a little while but i'm talking we're talking crime rates in blue cities we're talking border security we're talking economy school yeah school school choice get your kids into good schools and corruption in washington yes these are all things that according to the data are polling more so than fighting back against the woke culture now, the woke culture sucks. I don't think anybody is disagreeing with that. But if that's the main part of your campaign, then I don't know if that's going to resonate with people. People want to talk about the things you just listed, Nige, and the polling, at least according to what we've seen recently in these early states, from Iowa to New Hampshire to South Carolina, the woke stuff is way down on the list. Now, there is time. Ron DeSantis to kind of hit the reset button here. We got a long way to go, but he's got to get it in gear, or this is going to be a very short campaign. And what's a problem for DeSantis supporters is they see how good he is at governing. If you could just get him to be the president, mm-hmm. you would like the yeah, results. Yeah. You would like the way he governs. But as of right now, he hasn't shown any sort of ability to beat Donald Trump in a primary, and that's the problem. Oh, by the way, he also got to do a car crash oh, earlier today. He's all right. Kind of a metaphor for the campaign so far, <laughs> but uh, yeah, had a little accident in the ride. Everybody's fine. Everybody's good. Uh, this happened while he was uh, heading to an event in Tennessee. Let's go down to Texas. Let's go down to the border. The U.S. Department of Justice suing the state of Texas over this floating border that Governor Abbott has put basically in the Rio Grande to act as like a divider yeah. so people can't just walk or swim across the Rio Grande. Yeah, cartels were trafficking people across the Rio Grande, and they put up this giant floating uh, buoy border So you know, to put an end to that. Because Joe Biden, of course, wasn't going to do anything. The lawsuit filed in U.S. District Court in the western part of Texas claims that the state, its governor, Greg Abbott, violated the Rivers and Harbors Appropriation Act with their floating border. Whatever. The Justice Department threatened to sue last week, saying, quote, this floating barrier poses a risk to navigation as well as public safety in the Rio Grande River. Public safety? (laughs) All of a sudden, now you're concerned about public safety with the Rio Grande? The human trafficking? The drugs coming right across it? Not a word. Crickets. The people dying trying to cross major places like the Rio Grande. Uh, This fence would stop that. It's It's called a deterrent. 
Oh, well, I was going to risk my life trying to get to the other side of the Rio Grande, but now that they had this big, this big floating racist buoy. Right. The racist buoy fence in the Rio Grande. <laughs> And and this is in the Department of Justice. Merrick Garland is suing him, suing Abbott for trying to keep illegal aliens from crossing the border. So I Governor was, Abbott's in the right here. He's got every right to try to protect his state, and it it just kills me that all of a sudden. All of the sudden, out of left field, the Department of Justice is concerned about what's happening at the Rio Grande River. Now, all of a sudden, uh, White House Press Secretary, uh, she's accusing, of course, Texas Governor Greg Abbott of sowing chaos by taking steps to secure his state's border. Uh, And the only person, the one person that is sowing chaos is Governor Abbott. That's what he continues to do, political stunts in an inhumane way. Uh, He's actively undermining our border enforcement plan, which, again, has the lowest level of unlawful border crossing in over two years. He's making this more difficult. And so he's not operating in good faith here. What'd you say, the lowest number in two years? That's not a very good bar to set because (laughs) the numbers over the last three years are through the roof. Seven million illegals have crossed. Who knows how many gotaways that we haven't caught. Uh, While Biden has been in the White House, illegal crossings have reached historic highs. And not to mention this ridiculous, some sort of pathway to legal citizenship parole program they have with the app that lets 30,000 illegals in a month from uh, various countries. And this is like a break with the, uh, you know, it's the lowest it's been in two years. This is what the Biden administration does, though. They look at one of their failures where they had a record at something, whether it be record high gas prices, record numbers across the border, and then say, well, you know, we're down from two years ago. You have the record under your watch. (laughs) Just because you're not setting a record doesn't mean it's any good. Joe Hogsett, that's the same thing he does here with the homicide rates. Well, crime is down. Yeah, because you had an all-time record two years ago. Doesn't mean that it's good. It just means it's not at a record level, you dummy. Greg Abbott responded, by the way. Would you like to see this? Yes. President Biden's Department of Justice threatened to sue Texas over the marine barriers we deployed on the Rio Grande. Mr. President, Texas will see you in court. Texas will fully utilize our sovereign authority to deal with the humanitarian crisis Biden created at our border. I'm Team Abbott on this one, 100%. Uh, We mentioned this a little bit earlier. LeBron James' son, Bronny. Now, this is a young 19-year-old incoming freshman, I believe, uh, at USC, playing basketball there, suffered cardiac arrest. At least that's what we're being told here. Some sort of cardiac event at practice yesterday and collapsed on the court. Now, he's stable now. He is recovering. But, Nige, come on. Healthy teenage athletes just keeling over of cardiac events? Does it make you the conspiracy theorist if you wonder if this is vaccine related? Well, let's... 
I would say let's find out exactly what happened first before we go there. I, I know. No, uh, we can go there. I think we can one hundred percent. I'm not there. saying you can't wonder. I'm not saying it's normal not to wonder, especially considering the fact that 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 those vaccines have been known to cause cardiovascular issues, including myocarditis, with uh, with young men, higher rates in young men. So it's certainly right. a valid question. But let's. I, I'd like to. You know, Elon Musk kind of tweeted something out. Uh, alluding to the vaccine, the COVID vaccine is what we're talking about. Right. Here. So, uh, do I? Am I ready to make that leap? I, it's natural for people to wonder. Of course. That's I'm all I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying you can't. No, we don't know why it happened yet. But at the same time, have we ever had so many young athletes Seems just keel happening. over on the court, on the field, yeah, at school? I mean, come on. I mean, it's okay to have those thoughts. It's okay to wonder if it was indeed vaccine-related. And don't let some lefty on social media call you a conspiracy theorist for wondering about it. Now, if it comes out that that wasn't the case, okay. If it turns out he's got some sort of heart ailment, like Reggie Lewis had from the Celtics a number of years ago, or the Lawrence North product, uh, Stewart, when he collapsed on the court, maybe that's the case. But there's a lot of people that took these vaccines because they were pushed on to people for the last two years. And I think it's a fair question to wonder if that's in play here. Somebody tweeted out, here's what the exchange was. Somebody had tweeted out, some guy named The Chief Nerd tweeted out, my father went into cardiac arrest within hours of his second dose in 21, developed uh, a condition, suffered for months, sudden drops in blood pressure, later died in the middle of the night from another heart attack. He never had one heart issue before the second dose. Elon Musk responded to that. We cannot ascribe everything to the vaccine, but by the same token, we cannot ascribe nothing. Myocarditis is a known side effect. The only question is whether it is rare or common. And I think higher rates certainly have been proven to happen in young, healthy men after they get the jab. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Hammer and Nigel Show. Hello, my name is Nigel. That's Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Devin Scott with Franciscan Health Central Indiana Division joining us. Devin, you sent us an email about a really cool event that you've got coming up, and it's for a great cause. And here on this program, we're all about helping out Central Indy, helping out some Hoosiers in need, raising some cash. So tell us what you've got on your docket here. Okay, well, um, on Saturday, August the 5th at Primo Banquet Hall, we have a dinner dance silent auction, and the money that we raise goes to Miles for Myeloma through the IU Simon Cancer Center, and we're trying to raise awareness for multiple myeloma, excuse me, myeloma, and then raise money for a cure for the um, cancer. 
Now, you mentioned there's a dance involved in this event. What kind of dance are we talking about here? Is this like a formal event where I've got to put on a tie? Will people be doing the forbidden dance? Can I show up in like a silk <laughs> shirt? What kind of dance are we talking about here? Well, we just always say you can show up in whatever you can get down in. So whether it's shorts, dress, whatever. So we have people that wear pretty much anything and everything. So Devin, talk to us for just a few minutes about what exactly multiple myeloma is. It's a, you know, a rare blood cancer. Uh, my wife and I are close friends with somebody that lost a family member recently to this this awful thing. I mean, just in the prime of his life, gone, hit with this this rare blood cancer. Just talk about your involvement, how you became uh, involved with this effort to raise money and awareness. Uh, sure, yes. Yeah. So, um, it is it's a rare cancer of the blood. Um, basically, a lot of people have it for probably five, six, seven years before they even realize it. Wow. Um, my dad... Well, the way we found out that he had it, he had he was at my sister's pool. He had fallen, and every time he would laugh, he kept saying, "Don't make me laugh. It makes my uh, side hurt." And so we made him go to the doctor. He found out he had a broken bone, a broken rib, and so that's a common side effect is um, broken bones. So um, once they started doing blood work, they found out that he did in fact have multiple myeloma, and he, like I said, could have had it for five or six years without any knowledge of that, and so. A lot of times it attacks people's kidneys. My dad was fortunate. It did not attack his in the first go-round, so he underwent a stem cell transplant. He was actually in remission for three years. He was actually retiring from Eli Lilly after 40 years, and so his retirement was unfortunately spent battling cancer. But um, he was um, in remission for three years, and then he got sick again. He was hospitalized several times because it just completely knocks out your immune system. So he had chicken box, he had pneumonia several times, and when the cancer came back, this time it did attack his kidneys, and so he was on dialysis until the end. So he he had it for about seven years before he passed away. Devin, let's go back to the event itself here, because I'm a man that's DJed probably 200-plus weddings in my life. This event that you've got going on sounds like a fun, kick-ass kind of wedding without the bride and the groom. You've got a dinner. You've got a dance. Uh, am I understanding this correctly? Because it sounds like a pretty cool little party. Yes. So, it's a very fun. Our DJ is Chris Robinson. I've known him since I was a little kid. Oh, I know Chris. He- yeah. <laughs> he offered our very first year. He offered to uh, DJ for us, and he's been there ever since from the very beginning. But he's a good is. dude. He's a good good DJ. Now, yeah. when people show up to this event here, um, do they buy tickets at the door? Is this something they have to get tickets for in advance? How does it work? Um, we have tickets online. It's actually through Eventbrite. You can go in there and do a search engine on Dancing for Dennis. Um, we also have a Facebook page called Dancing for Dennis that has the link for the tickets online. Um, we're trying to not sell them at the door just because it's very difficult for us to get a head count. We used to always sell them at the door, but we're trying this year to try to not do that. How much, <laughs> but, um, how much money have you raised so far with these events? Um, so far, our total is $85,000, and we're hoping this year to reach the 100000 mark. Now, where is this event at? I think that's one thing we haven't brought up yet. Where is it at? 
It's at Primo Banquet Hall. Okay, that's right. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, so if somebody been. wants to have maybe a date night, maybe they're already in a relationship, or maybe you're a single dude on the prowl, man. You're looking to go out and meet some new yeah. people and have a good time. Anybody could show up to this thing and buy tickets, right? Correct, yes. One more time, if somebody wants to uh, check this out, when is it, where is it, and tell us about tickets. Okay, it's August 5th. Doors open at 5 o'clock, Primo Banquet Hall. You can go to Facebook and look up Dancing for Dennis or Eventbrite and Dancing for Dennis, and the link for the tickets is there. And all the money you raise gets donated to Miles for Myeloma through the IU Simon Cancer Center. Devin, good luck at your event. This sounds like a lot of fun. Keep us up to date, and if we can help you out in any way, we'll be happy to do it. Okay, thank you so much. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hammer and Nigel. You believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it! The old Biden crime family. It's not just one member, it's multiple members. And don't let stupid people try to attack you on social media. Hunter Biden's not an elected official. No, he's not. But you know who is? Wheeling, dealing, hair sniffing, kiss stealing Joe Biden! I got hairy legs. Get ready, pal. You're going in for a problem. Visit vaccines.com.gov. <laughs> vaccines.com. <laughs> Do you remember? I mean, this has been going on for a year or two now. For years, Joe Biden. I mean, the company line was, I never talked to Hunter about his business dealings. Joe Biden never spoke to his son about his business dealings whatsoever. No communication at all. No, no, nothing, nowhere. Now, however, with some of this testimony from Hunter's pal Devin Archer about to hit, the narrative, the line has somewhat shifted a bit. I want you to listen to this clip from White House Press Secretary, Queen Jean-Pierre. Um, uh, Chairman James Comer today says that the Oversight Committee, excuse me, has evidence that the president in the past communicated directly with foreign business associates of his son Hunter Biden many times. I'm curious if the White House and the president still stand behind his comment that he's never been involved and has never even uh, spoken to his son about his business. So I've been, I've been asked this question a million times. The answer is not going to change. The answer remains the same. The president ha- was never in business with his son. I just don't have anything else to add. Uh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Play that last part again where she, st- she starts in. I've been asked this question about a million times, Allison. So I've been I've been asked this question a million times. The answer is not going to change. The answer remains the same. The president ha- was never in business with his son. I just don't have anything else to add. She's been asked about it a million times for sure, but she kept on repeating the company line. Joe Biden never talked about Hunter's business dealings with his son and knew nothing about them. Now, what's the new line? What's the new narrative? Never been in, in business. business. Uh-huh. That answer has changed quite a bit, despite yeah. what a ha ha wants you to believe. Wow. Why is Joe Biden lying to us? He said he never spoke to his son ever at all, nothing to do with his business. And now, and now she's saying Joe was never in business 
with Hunter Biden. There's a big difference between never even speaking, never would have thought about being in business with Hunter, to never officially working with or being in business with Hunter. There's a big, big difference there, despite what she wants you to believe. Now, bringing it back to Hunter, because all roads go to this loser. Not because, you know, Republicans want to see him brought down. It's because he's the money trail. This guy is such a moron and such a basket case. There are paper trails all around this guy that lead to corruption. Hunter Biden's gallery sold his art. Remember when he was selling his art, Nige? Yes. Yeah. The ridiculous amounts of money that Hunter Biden's art was being sold for. I think one piece sold for like 800 grand or something like that. Turns out that the gallery sold his art to a Democratic donor friend who Joe Biden named to a prestigious commission. Internal gallery documents reveal that the sales of Hunter Biden's art brought in $1.3 million. (laughs) So ridiculous. Who, what kind of deranged lunatic is buying Hunter Biden's art and subsidizing these people? somebody who wants something from the big guy. And this is what we mean when we say it's not even about Hunter. All roads lead through the big guy. So you're saying after someone bought a piece of of Hunter's art. Number of pieces. Number of pieces. Joe Biden appointed this person to the the Commission of Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad. A Los Angeles real estate investor and well-known Biden friend was named to this prestigious commission (laughs) after buying a crap ton of Hunter Biden's crappy art. This is who Joe Biden is. This is who the Biden family is. They're as crooked as can be, and it's right in your face now. In July of 2022, eight months after Hunter Biden's first art opening, Biden named this cat to the Commission of the Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad. Mm. Some fancy do-nothing commission, but it makes rich people feel special, like they've got some sort of inside connection to the big guy in the White House. Now, all of this is on the heels of... Hunter's pal, Devin Archer, that's going to be testifying that Joe Biden did indeed know about all of the shady business deals that Hunter was a part of, where the money was coming in, and then being spread out across multiple family members. Uh, not only that, but the business partner also saying that Devin Archer is who you're talking about, who was, it's it's weird, he's canceled They've had to cancel his testimony a couple of times. Now, I thought he was supposed to testify yesterday. I think he's testifying Thursday now. But, but, but he, he, I mean, he's saying the big guy was on a bunch of business phone calls with Hunter and him and other associates. Now, I wonder if all of this comes out, and it turns out to be true, if Joe Biden's going to issue an apology to that one potential Iowa voter back in 2020. Remember this situation? There was an event that Joe Biden was speaking at, you know, a small kind of gathering, and an older, pleasantly plump gentleman stands up and questions Joe Biden about Hunter's connections to Ukraine. Yeah, oh, is this the is this the look look fat? Right. This is where <laughs> Joe Biden flies off the handle at this guy and calls him a liar, 
fat, called him old, and challenged him to a push-up contest. But you, on the other hand, set your son over there. Get a job and work for a gas company, but he had no experience in that, so nothing. In order to get access to the public, to the president. So you're, you're selling access to the president just like you so you got a damn liar, man. That's not true. And no one has ever said that. No one has ever said that. I see it on the TV. You see it on the TV. No, I know you do. And by the way, that's why I'm not sitting there. I don't like it up and... Listen how condescending that rotten, shady bastard is to this guy. Yeah, they, uh, people have problems with with Trump's demeanor and attitude. He's never called anybody fat except Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> only Rosie now, O'Donnell. The only thing, the, the only thing that guy, that constituent, that that potential voter got wrong was that I don't think Hunter Biden. Uh, I don't think Joe Biden got Hunter that position on the board. I think he, Hunter Biden got that position on the board because they knew he could get access to his dad and the president of the United States. And think about how far Joe Biden has fallen off just mentally and physically in the last yeah, you know, three was... to four years. He's not challenging people to push-up contests <laughs> anymore. He can't even walk without falling. <laughs> Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Nigel presents... Is... It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Is this anything? All right, let's rock and roll. Rock and roll. Hammer, how do we play? Is this anything? I'll run some stories by you. You simply tell us if it's really anything or not. If I told you we had a story about somebody peeing on the floor of an airline, <laughs> do you think you could guess the airline, Nige? <laughs> Just off the top uh, of your head. No, Southwest or Frontier or something like that. I don't know. Allegiant. A woman on a Spirit Airlines oh, flight. Oh, Spirit. I've never flown Spirit. Was filmed spreading her spirit on the floor of the plane <laughs> after complaining that the staff blocked her from using the restroom for two hours. This was recorded by some flight attendants while the woman was relieving herself in the back 
gallery area, claiming that they wouldn't let her use the can. You tell me you cannot, you close the door. Just say hello to the the plane, is, the plane is stop, you sit. I cannot hold the pee. Well, you can do whatever say, you want. Hello. You can say the wall. You need to drink water because your pee smells like disgusting. What'd they say? You need to drink some water because your pee smells like disgusting. Were those the flight attendants? Yes. Hey, man. I'm on the I'm on the side of the woman squatting in the back of the galley peeing on the floor. I'm on her side. Why? If the if the if the plane is delayed and you're not moving and you're on the ground, people need to be able to use the bathroom. You can't block somebody to the bathroom. What are you doing? Of course, I'm on her side 100%. I'm on the urinator side, for sure. So let's have some real talk here around the board. Allison, you're going to be a part of this conversation whether you like it or not. Real talk. What's the best? pee is it getting off the airline pee or middle of a road trip and you absolutely have to stop what's the better pee I'll, I'll go first so allison you can gather your thoughts uh definitely off the plane pee because i was close to doing what this woman was doing a few years ago really upon landing because we were on a descent we were on the descent to land right and and I didn't, I made the mistake of getting distracted. I was with my buddies, we were drinking. And I just, all of a sudden, I, I'm like, oh my God, I, I, we've got to get this plane on the ground quickly or it's it's go time. <laughs> and I was wearing like, you know, the khaki cargo shorts. Sure. It would have been very obvious to people what happened. And you'd have been Billy I, Madison. <laughs> Nigel peed his pants. <laughs> if peeing your pants was cool, consider me Miles Davis. Uh, so that for me, getting off the airplane and rushing to a urinal is the best kind of pee. Allison, <laughs> what's the best pee? Uh, I would say after a movie. After oh, a long movie. Yeah. Good because answer. you don't want to miss anything because you paid for it. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Thank you. I am a road trip <laughs> yeah, guy. Because yeah, usually I'm the kind of guy that if I'm driving, now I fly a lot, but if I'm driving, I want to get there and I don't want to stop as much. So if I have to pull over, it's about to come out. I mean, it is almost there. It's going to be a photo finish if I actually have to pull over and do it on a road trip. So for me, that's my answer. But you folks, hit us up on Twitter, at Hammer and Nigel, Facebook as well. What's the best uh, since since Allison mentioned the movie P, let's can we skip to this last one here? Sure. About, about the Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rob Thomas, frontman of Matchbox Twenty, says that he doesn't mind that the big Matchbox Twenty hit push is kind of the butt of a joke in the new Barbie movie. It gets featured a couple different times. The last time, Ryan Gosling as Ken sings it in a funny, emotional way. And I don't know if I've ever been real in love. But him that's touched me. He sounds pretty good. Like something's got to give. So, Allison. And I'm a little bit. What? So, they were using that song in quite of a funny way, mocking it in the movie? Yeah. The, uh, spoiler alert. So, anyone change your stations if you're going to watch a Barbie movie. But uh, all these Kens are around the campfire, and that was their go to <laughs> song. They were singing to Barbie. It's hilarious. I, I, I got to tell you, the more I, I, I learn about the Barbie movie, the. I feel like I had this preconceived notion that it was some sort of kiddie movie that was going to try to 
somehow instill some sort of woke ideology into your kids when they took I mean, that's just my go-to automatically when I think of Hollywood. But the more I hear about it, the more Allison was raving about it. Um, like, I feel like there's some feminist stuff, like men are evil kind of stuff. Sure. Theme in there. Was that, was that, or is it tongue-in-cheek as well? It's like, very tongue-in-cheek, very self-aware. I mean, I think it's pretty good. And And... From what I understand about this Barbie movie, too, it's PG-13, so I thought I was taking, you know, I bet my my wife will still take our nine-year-old to see it. I don't I don't know that I want to see it, but, like, I was talking to Abdul, who works with us. He went to see it over the weekend. He said it was good. He, said he probably he went it. to see it because he thought it was woke, though. <laughs> so you can't talk to Abdul about that kind of stuff. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. It's getting hot in here. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Yeah, today is the start of the big uh, heat wave in central Indiana, and I'm all about it. Because in a few months, we're going to be complaining that it's freezing and the snow and the slush. It's right around the corner, folks, so enjoy it while it lasts. I'm all about it. I love it. So when it's the second week in January, and you haven't seen the sun in a couple days, and you've had to shovel just to get your car out of the driveway, think about what we're going to have the next couple of days. We're talking about temperatures, not heat index, but temperatures rising up near 100. Heat index, we're already at around 100 today. You're going to get to like the 110s, maybe 120s. Hell, before it's all said and done, man. This is going to be a cooker. I read uh, the people, I mean, it's it's. they've had some uh, record temps in Arizona. And I've been to uh, Scottsdale. Uh, uh, last uh, let's see, last April, and it was pretty hot for April, and it got kind of actually got kind of cold at night. But uh, here, going through, like I read a story of how people are setting the air conditionings; they have to set it to like eighty-five. The air conditioning to eighty-five because it's so unbearably hot. Wow! In Arizona, and their you know their air conditioning just can't handle it. Imagine walking into a room that's 85 and going, oh, oh yeah. this feels great. This is fantastic. But man, I like to sweat. I like being outside. We're going to go for a long bike ride after uh, get out of the show tonight. And uh, I, I guess I really don't mind it. So I'm looking at the next couple of days here. Wednesday, high of 93. Thursday, high of 96. Friday, high of 98 lows just in the upper 70s. So this is what we're dealing with here. Now, Hillary Clinton, she's chiming in on the weather situation. She shared this climate change story. And then she also added, is it hot enough for you? Thank a MAGA Republican or better yet, vote them out of office. So for those of you keeping score at home, oh, it's our, so it's a MAGA Republican's fault that it's hot out. Hillary is blaming MAGA for summer. <laughs> if you're scoring at home, that's what's happening here. It's July. It's hot, and Hillary Clinton thinks this is some sort of groundbreaking situation here. Now, keep in mind, if you're dealing with Hillary Clinton, she's probably saying winter summer what difference at this point does it make with all due respect the fact is we had four (laughs) dead americans was it because of a protest or was it because of guys out for a walk one night who decided they'd go kill some americans what difference at this point does it make winter summer what difference does it make that's not a good look from her no it never was and she's a horrible was that that the benghazi thing yes yeah 
because she had a hand in what went on. She doesn't think it's a big deal why those people died. But anyway, Hillary Clinton blaming MAGA for summertime is interesting. So here's what we're going to do. I thought a number of different ways. I thought, well, maybe we could read some responses to her Twitter account like we normally do with OJ. But I thought, nah, that's more of an OJ thing. So let's do some CSI jokes. Can we do that? Let's do a round of CSI jokes Uh, with this ridiculous tweet from Hillary Clinton. need your sunglasses so you can take it off at the punchline. It might get cooler if you tell Monica to start blowing. (laughs) These are are Hillary Clinton. These are responses to that Hillary Clinton tweet about blaming MAGA Republicans for summer. Right. Okay. Places like Arizona and Las Vegas. It's July and you're in the desert, but that's MAGA's fault. (laughs) Hillary, where you're going to be going, it's much hotter. (laughs) Wow. Wow. A lot of people end up dead around Hillary. Just coincidence from what I've been told. I would criticize your tweet, but I enjoy living. (laughs) Those are pretty good. It's a round of CSI jokes for Hillary Clinton. And to kind of put a bow on the beginning of this heat wave, I think what we need right now are some summer safety tips from the first lady of WIBC, the lovely Terry Stacy. And now, Hammer and Nigel present Summer Safety with Terry Stacy. Don't let a sunburn or dehydration ruin your summer. If you're going outside, make sure you drink plenty of sunscreen. Summer Safety <laughs> with Terry Stacy. I believe the doctors recommend six to eight glasses of sunscreen a day. That's what they're recommending. What's the SPF? At least 50? <laughs> you sent me this story earlier today of this situation in South Bend. Oh, yeah. The, they, they tried to make uh, these woke idiots in South Bend uh, try to pass a resolution, a law or whatever, uh, making homelessness a protected class. So, so, so uh, you know, when you talk about protected class classes, uh, we're talking, you know, race, religion, disability status. Right. Those are all protected classes under federal law. So they wanted to make homelessness, the people that are homeless, a protected class. Okay. Which, which, you know, so for instance, if I'm randomly assaulted in South Bend, and uh, which is possible, <laughs> right, right, right. And you know, I have to go to the hospital, get a black eye. They'll probably arrest the, they'll probably arrest the person and just let them let them right back out the same day, right? Right. But if you assault, if you randomly assault a homeless person, the charges are more severe. Okay. If in fact they would have been deemed a protected class. So let's say you and a homeless guy are tailgating outside of Notre Dame Stadium. And there's a guy that comes up and hits you both in the head with yes, a hammer. Right. He's only really going to get in trouble for hitting the homeless guy. <laughs> because the homeless guy would be a protected class as to where you, you're a white man, and your type aren't protected by anyone in South Bend. They, uh, they fortunately tabled that... Um, that initiative there. That's shocking. I'm surprised those woke idiots didn't move forward with it. The place that brought you such hits as Pete Buttigieg, (laughs) I'm surprised they didn't move forward with it. Um, A British woman getting some attention after having the extra skin left behind from her weight loss 
turned into human leather. It puts the lotion on its skin. <laughs> Good Lord. Here is Katie Taylor explaining what she did with her excess skin after getting it removed. I did ask to keep my skin. Well, so I have tanned it into leather. Human vegan leather. Oh, that is so gross. Human vegan. What does that even mean? Like if you're human, is it vegan? <laughs> Like, I don't understand the terminology there. That's like jumbo shrimp. It kind of cancels each other out. Well, I mean, like, it? A, like leather from a cow or something. That's not vegan. Right. By the way, great moments in uh, pleather history, if I can. Back when I was working at uh, the radio station, ZPL, played pop music. Avril Lavigne was popular at this point. Oh, yeah. Skater boy. Skater boy, yeah. complicated. So we bring her into the station for some interview, and she's going to play a few songs for some contest winners or something. We have a fake leather couch in the green room. And I can't stress this enough. It's fake. It's pleather. Right. It's not real leather. We tried to explain this to the Canadian sweetheart, <laughs> and she said, well, I'm a vegan, and I will not sit on it. Hun, it's not real. It's fake. I will not sit on anything leather. And at this point, I just decided to say, okay. <laughs> sit on the floor, then, you idiot. Sit on the floor, spin around, eat some maple syrup. I don't care what you do, but uh, <laughs> be in that conference room in five minutes. I used to love a good leather jacket back in the day. Really? I, I, I don't know what, what point leather jackets started. Our leather jackets are not in. They haven't been in for a while, right? Right. Like Wilson's Leather. Used to go to love, love to go to Wilson's Leather and try on the leather jackets at Lafayette Square back in the day. Did you kind of go through a Tom Cruise and Top Gun phase, or was it more of a Fonzie phase? No, it wasn't. It was just like, it was like, you know, all the NBA players back in the day wore those big long leather jackets. Okay. And, uh, okay. And I, you know, I had a couple of them, and, and now they're just kind of out of date. I want you to wear one tomorrow. Just wear one. I don't have any. Do it on the YouTube camera and just act like nothing else, you know, like you wear it all the time. I don't have any. They're gone. gone. I was hoping you still had one maybe at like your dad's house or something. I can check, but I doubt it. (laughs) If you have it, please bring it in. Because one, I think it's fat guy in little coat. And number two, just casually walk around like you wear it all the time and see if anybody (laughs) says anything to you. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Have you ever heard of this thing called the Mandela Effect? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's like, now correct me if I'm wrong, when you think something is for 100% surefire the way it is, but you're totally wrong. Right. Like, and a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, and I don't know why they named it. Like, the definition is, you know, a false memory. It's applied to anything that a person remembers incorrectly or inaccurately. Um, such as, as such, the term Mandela effect is defined as a false and widely held recollection. And we were looking at some of these, and, and some of these are pretty crazy. I went down a rabbit hole with this yeah. this past weekend because there was a big debate on social media. Did Ed McMahon 
former sidekick of Johnny Carson. Did Ed McMahon ever work for the publisher's clearinghouse? Because it, I swear, I thought he did the commercials yeah. for publisher's clearinghouse, and he'd come up to the door with the big check and the balloons. Turns out none of that is true. Ed McMahon was never no. associated? No. Are we sure? He worked at another company called American Family Publishers, and they had a picture of his face on the envelopes, but he never worked with Publishers Clearinghouse, the bigger giveaway clearinghouse. Urban legend, man. He never worked there. And I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube and Google, and I'll be damned if it turns out he never worked there. Now, there are some interviews where, like, Johnny Carson mentions Publishers Clearinghouse and even Ed McMahon in a chat with some somebody at a convention alludes to it, but there's no record he was ever on the payroll or was in a commercial for Publishers Clearinghouse. Here's one for you. And you play Monopoly, right? I love it. Does the Monopoly man wear a monocle? Oh. No. That's right. No. That's right. Most people think he does, but they're getting confused with Mr. Peanut. The <laughs> On the heels of uh, accessories here, does Richard Simmons wear a headband on his Sweating with the Oldies video? I'd assume because his hair's all crazy. No. No? He does not. But- you look on like Google images of people dressing up as Richard Simmons for Halloween or buying costumes of Richard Simmons, it comes with a headband and people are wearing headbands. But in those sweating to the oldies videos, he never wore a headband. Does Darth Vader say, Luke, I am your father? No, that's fake news. The line is simply no. I am your father. Most people think it's Luke, I am your father. Here's a good one. The Sinbad Genie movie. I never saw that, but go ahead. It doesn't exist. People swear. (laughs) That's why. People swear there was a Genie movie starring uh, comedian Sinbad. Oh, wow. I think it's getting confused with Kazam, Shaquille O'Neal. Boy, that's a lot of bad movies you just rattled off right there. Um, I never heard that one before. But there's a lot of these things, man. So, yeah, the Ed McMahon one blew my mind because I thought for sure I would have bet everything that I got that Ed McMahon did commercials for Publishers Clearinghouse. Turns out it was American Family Publishers. Oh, is it Smokey the Bear? Is that his name? Smokey the Bear? Yeah. Yeah. It's Smokey Bear. Oh, come on. Some people think Smokey the Bear is the actual name of the famous bear, informing us that we could only prevent forest fires. It's actually a park ranger bear. His name is Smokey Bear. I once spoke to a guy at the Motor Speedway from Europe, and he saw something online about Smokey Bear, and he looked at me and said, you guys have to be reminded to not set forest (laughs) fires and litter. And at that point, I never felt so dumb. I was like, yeah. All right, one more, because I know we're up against it. The movie Risky Business, the famous scene where Tom Cruise is uh, dancing in his underwear. Uh, and we see it in host- co- Halloween costume contests all the time. Is he wearing sunglasses in that scene? Yes. Nope. No. No? Nope. Not wearing sun. Every every costume you see uh, depicting that scene, he's wearing right. his underwear and a button-up shirt and sunglasses. Not in that scene. He does not wear sunglasses. 
So this is known as the Mandela effect, where usually large groups of people have the same false memory. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock my name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. One quick clarification. We were talking about something in the last segment called the Mandela Effect. That's when you have a false memory of something. Usually large groups of people having the same false memory. For instance, Ed McMahon was a part of public, pub, Publishers Clearinghouse, which is, a, which is a false thing, I guess. Right. He never worked he for never Publishers worked. Clearinghouse. And I was wondering why they called it the Mandela Effect. Where did that come from? I'm assuming Nelson Mandela. Uh, Harry writes to us. By the way, if the best way to get a hold of us is not Twitter, really. It's it's our email. Uh, Hammer and Nigel at WIBC.com is probably one of the easiest ways to get a hold of us. He says, the Mandela effect is, and I blame it on the media propaganda, is the belief that Nelson Mandela died in prison after a miserable long prison sentence. And that's not the case. He was released and... And he did spend years in custody. So that's where that comes from. Just wanted to clear that up. Bill on Twitter, at Hammer and Nigel, 81 million people voted for Joe Biden legally. Mandela effect. (laughs) Thank you, Bill, on Twitter, at Hammer and Nigel. Uh. So, Nigel, choose your own adventure here. Do you want to start off by talking about LeBron James' son? collapsing of oh, cardiac man. arrest That's awful or do you want to talk about the DeSantis presidential campaign laying off one third of their staff well no let's let's get an update on Bronny LeBron James son for sure so LeBron James son is going to be playing basketball at USC and he was on the court doing a off-season practice with USC the basketball program and according to multiple reports keeled over on the court. And it was some sort of cardiac event. Some are calling it cardiac arrest and was rushed to the hospital. He's doing better. He's listed as stable. But this is bizarre, Nige, because one of the most healthy kids in the country, whose dad is arguably one of the best athletes and in shape in the country, LeBron James, just keeling over on the basketball court. And we kind of talked earlier There's a lot of people, their first instinct, and I'm one of them, I'll admit, I'm guilty, I'm going to raise my hand, that think maybe this was vaccine-related, because healthy 18- and 19-year-olds shouldn't just collapse on a basketball floor of some sort of cardiac situation. COVID vaccine-related, right, And, and I don't think there's any dispute in any way, shape, or form that some of those jabs can cause cardiovascular events at higher rates in young men. More so than even older men. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, So Elon Musk even tweeted about it. We cannot ascribe everything to the vaccine, but by the same token, we cannot not ascribe nothing. Myocarditis is a known side effect. The only question is whether it's rare or common, and I say it's probably more common, again, in young, healthy men that got the jab. Now, there's... I'm looking at another article here about everybody seems to be getting blood clots. Uh, Singer Tori Kelly rushed to the hospital after collapsing in a restaurant, being treated for blood clots in legs and lungs. Marquise Goodwin, uh, I believe he's uh, placed the Browns, veteran receiver for the Browns, placed on uh, the injured reserve for uh, blood clots in his legs 
and lungs. Hmm. Um, Deion Sanders is recovering from surgery to remove blood clots in his, his right leg. Now, um, we don't know exactly the vax status of Bronny James. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm sure he is, because I'm sure you have to be to go to those schools. Especially out in California. Yeah. Um, but again, for right now, we don't know the vax status, but uh, we, it doesn't make yeah. you some sort of conspiracy theorist, somebody wearing a tinfoil hat, if you're wondering if the COVID vaccine had something to do with this. The same conversations that were had with Damar Hamlin. Now, if we find out later on he had some sort of heart ailment, sure. like Reggie Lewis of the Celtics had a number of years ago when he collapsed, or uh, the kid from Lawrence North, Stewart, who collapsed on the basketball court. Don't know that either. But I see a lot of people on Twitter, you're not allowed to talk about the vaccine if you don't know the facts. No, you can. You totally can, because it's not normal for kids this healthy. Arguably, you know, one of the best, if not the most athletic high school kid in the country, LeBron James' son, who's got a full basketball ride to USC, just collapsing on the court. That's not normal. That's not supposed to happen. Let's get into Ron DeSantis here. Okay. Been a busy day for Ron. Started with a car crash. He got into a car accident in Tennessee going to a campaign event. He's okay. He's, He's okay. Everybody's fine. Nobody's injured. Life moves on. Well, then we find out that he's laid off one third of his campaign staff, and they're basically doing a full reset of his campaign. Yeah. They're concerned about the funding. They're concerned about the messaging, and he's losing ground right now. He's he's reining it in, is from all accounts by what I've read. He's pulling it in, going to do more media, going to have smaller events. These big rallies that he has aren't doing anything in terms of helping him get to know individual voters that don't know him very well in states that aren't Florida. Okay, so Trump can do the the bigger. Uh, arenas, Trump, let, you know, let Trump do the rallies because everybody knows who he is. Not everybody knows who Ron DeSantis is, and they've burned. Yeah, you're right. They've burned through a lot of cash, and he had a lot of money to begin with. He was doing really well right at the launch, but it sounds like, and I don't know if squander is the right word here, but well, well a high percentage of the money that was raised in the first part of his campaign is gone. And uh, they were, it wasn't spent on campaign ads, right? It, it was spent on on uh, donor events, trying to raise more money, and you know, getting around travel expenses, private jets, stuff like that. Yeah, it's not been a good run so far for Ron DeSantis. We were wondering what type of campaigner he was going to be. I love the way he governs. Don't get it twisted. I love the yeah, way that he governs. Absolutely. But the campaign itself has just been a hot mess. He's got time. There's still plenty of time, but you've got to get it right moving forward. And time and money are now a factor with the DeSantis campaign. Uh, Nige, we haven't had one of these in a while. That's it. A lewd nude oh, dude in the boy. news. Here's another lewd. There's a key word in the story I'm going to tell you. See if you can tell what it is. A 39-year-old man in Illinois has been arrested again 
for being near horses with his genitals exposed. (laughs) People are perverts, man. Keyword there is again. This is the (laughs) second time this year that Jack R. Blank, 39-year-old from Illinois, has been arrested for exposing his genitals around horses around 1 a.m., the Adams County Sheriff's deputies were dispatched to a suspicious person who was captured on the surveillance cam near the horse barn. Deputies then took a look around. They located this pervert standing near two horses with everything out. Everything out, according to the Adams County Sheriff's Office. He was subsequently taken into custody for criminal trespassing he was also taken to the adams county jail with a 100 dollars bond this has been another lewd nude dude in the i can honestly say my life is worse now having heard that story again was the key word second time wiener out by horses Are you okay? Everything's going to be okay. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm pretty far from okay. Are you okay with this? On the Hammer and Nigel. Oh, yeah! Man, I don't like this, Hammer. A new study showing that patriotism is at an all-time low. The most recent Gallup poll, Americans 55 and older were nearly three times more likely to be extremely prideful of their nationality in their country than younger generations. Are you okay with this? No, I'm not okay with this. And the polling makes sense. Older folks who actually have lived through some things, who you know maybe have accomplished a few things in their life they understand that this country although we've got our issues is still a hell of a lot better than somewhere else meanwhile the young folks in the survey feel differently the perpetually offended the always oppressed folks you know what nige do me a favor hit my music okay in the course of human events, it's required that someone step forward and remind the spoiled, rotten, not accomplished a damn thing in their life's kids about this country. I'm more than happy to step up to the front of the line and be that guy. If you don't pay your own bills, if you don't live on your own, if you haven't been to another country or even picked up a book of any kind, you don't get to talk about how oppressed you are in the United States of America. (laughs) Go try be gay in a foreign country. Try to speak your mind in North Korea. See what happens then. Until then, do everyone a favor. Sit down, shut up, and let the people who have actually lived through some things be the ones that talk about patriotism, okay? So here's what's going to happen. Every 4th of July, (laughs) I'm going to get a lot of booze, and I'm going to get really drunk, and I'm going to blow Blow the hell up some fireworks. You know why? Because I've seen some things. I've been places. I pay my own bills. And this is the greatest country (laughs) in the world. Bravo. Thank you. Thank you very much. Of course, it doesn't help when people like Michelle Obama, after her husband was elected president, her saying, 
This is the first time I've ever been proud to be an American. On behalf of red-blooded Americans who turned that up in their car, bite me. (laughs) Uh, French... He's got to be kidding me. Mustard Skittles is now a thing. French's Mustard and Skittles announced a collaboration ahead of National Mustard Day next month. They're cont- so basically, they're combining the tangy mustard flavor with the chewy texture to deliver that treat for National Mustard Day. Are you okay with Mustard Skittles? Nope, 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 not okay with this. Again, we're getting too cute. Skittles, you have a good product, okay? You don't need to reinvent the wheel here. And I don't know if there was anybody that was raising their hand going, I tell you what they need, mustard-flavored Skittles. If I had some mustard-flavored Skittles, boy, we'd be in business. No, this is nothing. This is a big nothing burger. All right, Sunny Hostin of The View. She's such a lovely woman. She was forced to read a legal note after trashing Jason Aldean. I have a legal note. Really? Yes. You do. Shocking. Jason Aldean defended his song in a statement, saying the references people have made are not only meritless, but dangerous. He added, there is not a single lyric in that song that references race or points to it. And there isn't a single video clip that isn't real news footage. Did you ever hear of a dog whistle? And while I can try and respect others to have their own interpretation of a song with music, this one goes too far. No, he's, so I, that's I what's so, so interesting boring. about all of this, is it does go too far. You've gone too far. Yeah, because you excused the behavior of the 2020 riots. You were complicit. You were uh, you encouraged it. You liked it. You justified it. I'm sorry. This is your segment, Hammer. Are Preach. you are you okay with this? Oh, you can keep rolling. That's fine. <laughs> I'm okay with the fact she had to read that. Now, keep in mind, Sonny is a lawyer herself. So, I don't know where she got her law degree from. Maybe she got a free prize at the bottom of the cereal box along with her diploma. But as a lawyer, you know where the line is on libel and slander and all that kind of stuff. Her having to read that, because you know damn well she didn't want to, and you could tell by her tone she was disgusted by having to read it. The brass at ABC came to her and said, hey, we're not going to pay the fine for you being ridiculous. You read this right now. And the fact that she had to do it, chef's kiss, man. They don't like the fact that their behavior, the left's behavior during 2020 riots and subsequent days following was put on display in that music video. Right. Because they were complicit with that. They encouraged it and they loved it. You made a great point yesterday. That Jason Aldean video is kind of like the libs of TikTok account. where. Jason Aldean's not saying anything new. He's not showing you anything new. He's showing you what you did during the summer of 2020. That's what it's about. And if you don't like it, tough you-know-what. Those were your actions. And stop with the whole angle of, well, the courthouse that he filmed it in. They had a lynching there a long time ago. Here's the deal. Look fat. Here's the deal. (laughs) This is a famous courthouse that many TV shows and movies have filmed at. So, if you're angry at Jason Aldean, you also have to be angry at Miley Cyrus, who filmed the Hannah Montana movie there. (laughs) New York City Mayor Eric Adams... Giving an eyebrow-raising retort 
after a protester screamed, F you, a-hole. Here was, uh, here's what happened. Four-year-old man Curtis this is now done She said, I'm messing with homeless You know that? You know, one should be, one should be happy if someone wants to make love to them. You know? <laughs> what? One should be happy. What do you say? One should be happy if someone wants to make love to you. <laughs> because she said F, F you okay, and I used the it. F word a lot to him. Are you okay with that response? No, that is so weak. That is so lame. How can you be a former member of a police force and not have better comebacks to people giving you crap, especially in New York City? This is what you see a lot in our industry, Nige, talk radio. People trying to be funny that aren't funny, and they come off like that one guy in Good Morning Vietnam. In my heart, I know, I know I'm funny. funny. Yeah. You see it in news talk radio, and you see it in politics. Eric Adams, if he just would have clapped back to him, bringing a little heat, all right, that's fine. That's who he is. But he tried to be wacky. He tried to be funny. That's not who he is. Here is how he should have handled that heckler. Four-year-old man, Curtis. <laughs> Rascals. <laughs> I guess that's your theory. <laughs> What's your language in front of the lady, punk? <laughs> you better pray to the god of skinny punks that this wind doesn't pick up, because I'll come over there and it. jam an oar up your ass. <laughs> that right there it. is how Eric yes. Adams should have handled the heckler. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hey, Tony! Hey, Tony! Pretty boy, Tony. It's Tuesday with Tony Cass on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Don't want to keep Tony waiting. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here also joining us on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Tony Katz, Tuesdays with Tony. So, Tony, tons of news about the Biden crime family. IRS whistleblowers said Hunter's tax evasion investigation was slow walk. We have this forthcoming testimony from Hunter's business partner saying the big guy was on a bunch of business phone calls when Biden has previously said he had nothing to do. He's never even talked to Hunter about any of his business dealings. And now we have House Speaker McCarthy. McCarthy floating a Biden impeachment inquiry. The question is, are the walls actually starting to close in here for the Biden? Can we not? Can we not be the people who talk about closing in walls? Can we not do what they did to Trump for for five, six years? The walls are closing in. Oh, you're better than that. What do you mean? That is cheap. They were closing in with bogus charges for Trump. This looks this is real. I'm talking about the phrase. Oh, yeah. The Bidens are a low class crime family. It needs to be in jail. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> hell yes. All right. I'll refrain Absolutely from using true. I'm talking about I'm talking about the expression. All right. Um, everything you just brought up, it should needs to be discussed. Especially that picture, man. That picture oh, yeah. of of Hunter Biden in uh, the, the, the Corvette. 
there, right? And and he's there on the same day that Joe Biden is there at the beach house. So why would it be weird that that's the same day that that text went out saying my father's sitting right next to me? You will regret not answering my phone call and doing what I tell you to do. My father's sitting next to me. Yeah. So now we have more connection to the idea that Hunter and Joe Biden were together. And I think the 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 most damning piece, and there are so many damning pieces, is the White House Press Secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, making the statement when asked about this again, that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden have no business dealings together. That has never been the conversation. The conversation is whether or not Hunter Biden and Joe Biden talked about Hunter's overseas business dealings, not that they were in business together. That, to me, is step one of Corinne Jean-Pierre in the White House trying to move the goalposts on the entirety of the conversation. Oh, yeah, they talked, but it's not like they were in business together. You told us they didn't talk about it, which, of course, was a lie. So this, to me, is something I'm watching very closely. Does Kevin McCarthy have to move forward with impeachment hearings, or will the Republicans be viewed as soft if they don't? I discussed this uh, with William Jacobson of Legal Insurrection Friday. I discussed it on Fox on Sunday. It's not that he has to move forward with the hearing. What he needs to put together is the committee. He discussed it as an inquiry. You can't trust Attorney General Merrick Garland to do this investigation because he is one of the people who's suspect. Did he push the IRS to slow walk the investigation into the tax fraud of Hunter Biden? That's what these whistleblowers are. Are, are alleging. So how could you trust him or a special counsel he picks to look into this? So you need the House to engage the inquiry so they can do the investigation. So call it a committee, whatever you want to call it. That part has to get done. Does that lead to impeachment? Well, I don't have the answer because impeachment is often, oftentimes, as you guys well know, a political question. Does it make political sense to move forward on on the impeachment. Sometimes the crime is egregious. I can, I can see that. But one could argue, hey, we're at the election. This has done tremendous damage to Biden. Let's just go vote and get ourselves a new guy. We don't even have to bother with the impeachment. So, so the impeachment part is a bit secondary. And I know some people are going to desperately want it, but those people need to cool their jets. The first part, the inquiry has to take place, and then you just got to start making things public like it's your damn job. You just made fun of me for saying the wall are closing in, but yet you just use cooler jets. Right. I just like to point that it's out. It's very Tony. Bart Simpson. Are we going to play the Bart man here in just a moment? Look at you guys. Both of cool you. Cool your jets is totally fine. Walls closing in is very Jim Acosta. Do you get the difference? I'm looking at Jack Lemon on one side, Walter Matthau on the other side here. Grumpy old men. Wow. That's, that is nicely that, done. That hurt. You just compared me to Jim Acosta. I'm taking that one personally. That one's that Oh, one's being compared to me. Walter Matthau, totally fine though. <laughs> and not even Bad News Bears, Walter Matthau. <laughs> All right, Tony. So are there some Democrats that maybe are behind the scenes, perhaps some very vocal out at the top of the food chain here that are hoping something happens to Joe Biden, whether it's impeachment, whether this whole scandal makes him want to resign, whether it's his health issues. Is this kind of that window of opportunity for a lot of folks on the left to get rid of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris off the ticket? <sighs> Maybe. 
Look, if, if, if you asked me if Biden's popular, the answer is no. If you asked me if, if Kamala Harris is popular, I, I would tell you that that's just, that's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, please stop. That's what you hear when you get to the gates of hell. <laughs> no, this is what you hear. <laughs> oh, that's Pete Buttigieg. Um... <laughs> So, you're right, they're not popular, and maybe Democrats would love an opportunity to get a, a restart. But even if we were to go down that road where somehow it's not Biden-Harris at this late stage of the game, can you, me, Nigel, everybody sit down with a bourbon and figure out who that is? It's Gavin Newsom. You want me to believe that the Democratic Party, this Democratic Party, is going to go from the oldest white man they could possibly find <laughs> to the most middle-aged white man they could possibly find? Yes. I have, they'll I'm do it, and then they'll lie right to your face and say that it's fine, they, they, because that's the method of operation. And they did it in the, the Democratic primaries. They had a bunch of diversity, and it got dwindled down to the old white guy. I, who, who was put into office by Jim Clyburn, the old black guy. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's yeah. just facts. Uh, Jim yeah. Clyburn took South Carolina for Biden and put everybody else in the trunk. I have a hard time with them making the move now in, in, in the um, how this would all be paced. If you're going to sell America that Bidenomics is so great and then tell me Joe Biden can't be the candidate, I, I, that's a very weird message to try and to, to put on America. America. The only way this works is if you're going to like do old style ma- mafia stuff and he has a heart attack, feel the air quotes, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and can't go on. Otherwise, I, got, I must stay. I, I get your point. And I think your point is validity. I just don't know how they do it. If we're talking about methodologies of, of application, I have no idea how, they're, how they would get away with it. It's the end of July, guys. That should have happened in April. Tuesdays with Tony Katz here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. I heard you talking about Ron DeSantis earlier on your show. I know he got in that car accident today. He's fine. Um, but what what's happening with his campaign? I mean, in South Carolina, that poll that just came out, he was number three behind, I believe, Nikki Haley, even even though that's her state. Um, he, he's fired. Did I understand this right? He's fired a bunch of people from his campaign? He's actually fired more people than was originally thought. A third of his staff is now wow. out, uh, as per uh, Politico. Newsmax... Uh, reported that uh, DeSantis's campaign manager is admitting to having spent too much on an ineffective campaign. Uh, in Iowa, he's doing very poorly, and he may have some troubles in New Hampshire. Now, two things I think worth noting. Number one, it's July. There is time to turn this all around. There really is time to turn this all around. But it's July, and it's past the midway point. This is the moment campaigns start. In March and in April and May, we I, I discussed on, on my show, you guys may have discussed on yours, it's too early. You don't have to do anything yet. Now you do. Now it's go time. So if he's doing a reset now, this is the perfect time to do the reset. The problem is you don't really get another one. Doing a second reset, going for a third bite at the apple, that's really tough. This is the moment for the reset. You got to rethink your strategy in Iowa and you got to go out there and you got to shake a tremendous amount of hands. You got to be hyper aggressive. A ground game has to be much stronger. And you have to now make the showing in Iowa to be able to make the showing in New Hampshire to drive you to South Carolina. 
Carolina. If the plan was to not worry about Iowa, win New Hampshire, and then go to South Carolina, that plan is dead. Now the plan is win place or show. Really, place or show. Hopefully show. And we have a big debate coming up in August. Should Donald Trump participate in this debate? Or he was talking about doing some one-on-one interview with Tucker Carlson at the same time the debate was going on. What do you think Trump should do? Yeah, um, I I do think that there are going to be massive numbers of people in Iowa, and where, where Trump's up by 30, by the way, uh, and in other places who think Trump not showing up to the bait means Trump's a coward. I, you, I don't think you can shake what that's going to mean for a bunch of people. It might not mean enough uh, to move a winner in Iowa, um, but that's, that's what it's going to say. And let's also be clear, that's putting a bunch of pressure on Tucker. If Tucker doesn't deliver the same heat that he did for Pence and Scott and the rest, then it's going to be, oh, Tucker is uh, in the bag for Trump. Yeah. That's not a good look for him as he builds out his media empire. Last thing here, Tony, before we let you go, bring it a little local here. Uh, we've had a couple weeks now to sit back and reflect on Jefferson Shreve, the Republican mayor candidate, rolling oh, out his God. plan for safety. <laughs> <laughs> that includes gun control. I think most people know where I stand on this. I've been pretty outspoken about this. What about you? Wait, you, you've talked about it? I haven't heard anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's hard to believe that you can make this level of mistake. Uh, and and the mistake is not that you want to do something about violence and not you you don't want, you want to do something about crime but you're going to engage the same plan but you're going to wrap it in the veneer of well I'm not going not going to vote on this in the city county council I'm going to bring this to the legislature to do if you want to play the game of two cute by half you're more than welcome but it doesn't fly with a single voter you want to show that you're different than Hogsett and that you're serious about safety. You don't do that by enacting the same plan. And that they thought that this was smart. This is proof positive that consultants are the worst thing in the world for you. <laughs> right. Uh, Shreve should be firing people left and right. Uh, he can overcome this, but this is a mistake. And if Jefferson Shreve doesn't understand this, Jefferson Shreve is a fool. And and if Jefferson Shreve is going to keep the team in place and think that this provides a value, he's a fool. Now, that's where the difference is. The difference is whether or not it provided a value, whether or not it, it, it provided him some kind of advantage to Hogsett. Our anger comes from being on, uh, whether it be the political right or whether certainly being in favor of people's right to protect and defend themselves. The question is, did this policy move? gain him a new voter in Indianapolis. And I would argue, no, what would gain him a voter in Indianapolis is the speaking of the truth. Your kids are getting killed, and Joe Hogsett doesn't do a damn thing. Vote for me. I'll at least try. What is coming up on your awesome morning show here in Indy and your second program, which also airs in Bloomington, Tony? Oh, that's that's uh, that, that's very nice of you to. It's <laughs> very nice of you to say. My my goodness gracious, that was that's called that giving you the 
the time. rub right there. I'm giving you the little push right there. That's what you need. <laughs> oh, that's what I've been looking for. Uh, UPS and Teamsters may have reached a labor deal to avoid a strike, and that that strike would have crippled the country. Can this thing last? That's what I'll be talking about. Find him on social media at Tony Katz. TK, thank you. Thanks, TK. Always. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.